This is Shade Allende. Welcome. You are listening to my podcast, It's Your Life. Hi, listeners. This podcast is brought to you by my current travels and inspirations. I am live podcasting from Hamburg, Germany, and it this is sort of the tail end of like a two-week trip that I decided to take. It came to me that I should probably record and sort of make a podcast episode on this, and I was planning some other things, but this one kind of came out a little bit more about solo traveling how I got started, how to get started, Uh, a lot of these different thoughts that have been coming to mind, uh, dealing with loneliness, meeting other people, and things like that. So hopefully someone listens to this and finds some inspiration or, you know, gets that impetus to finally book that ticket or make that flight or, you know, maybe consider just stepping outside of their city or neighborhood and exploring something different. So for those that don't know me personally, for my listeners, I've been solo traveling since 2015, so when I was approximately like 20 years old, and there have been so many lessons and discoveries and really great and amazing things that have happened since that time, and I think about all the different, the types of things that I've, the things that I've learned, you know, traveling by myself or just being able to enjoy my own company and my own solitude. And, you know, now it's kind of a more frequent thing. And I never, ever imagined that I would be able to sort of incorporate it into my lifestyle. I'm still kind of like, is this a lifestyle? Is it just like I randomly find tickets and, or like I find a break where I can just take off for like a week or two weeks? Like, how does this exactly work? And so hopefully I can, you know, talk a little bit about that experience. And um, what am I even doing in Germany? I just came back from Italy and I was visiting family here. And then I'm going off to Portugal for like a day. Then I finally go back home. Um, So sort of starting off in 2015, my first, I still consider this my first solo trip. So for those that don't know, I'm originally from Ghana. I'm an immigrant. I came to the U.S. when I was seven or something like that. And um, I remember wanting to go back to Ghana. And I had gone back before with family to go visit my father and grandfather and aunts and, you know, everyone like that back home. But um, I wanted to do it by myself. And... I remember I just wanted to explore my home country and my family by myself as a young adult at that time. And I think I was 19 or 20, something like that. And I remember I'd I'd worked so I had worked like three jobs during the summer to pay for the ticket and, you know, worked really hard because I was like, I really want to make this trip happen and things like that. And so I finally saved up enough and I bought a ticket and I, um, I was still in college. So I think I had I bought a ticket for like three weeks or something um, to go to Ghana and just be there. And I I bought the ticket to go by myself. And I still consider this my first solo trip. Some people might not because it's like, oh, I was going to go visit family and I'm with family all the time and people that I know. But for reasons I consider very personal, I considered it a solo trip because I had started to explore a lot of my own identity and my family identity by myself. And I wanted, I had come to a lot of my own conclusions by myself. And I had a lot of unanswered questions growing up about 
my father, my grandmother, my family, where I'm from, my father's side of the family, things like that. You know, and I think about that and I'm like, wow, I was kind of a wise, you know, 19, 20 year old who was yearning for, um, you know, the those answers. And I just remember knowing that that was why I really wanted to go apart from it being I think it had been maybe four years since I had last gone back to Ghana. But I really wanted to go because I just felt like there was this part of me that was sort of incomplete. There was this part of me that still had a lot of unanswered questions about what was coming up next. And um, I wanted to be able to sort of, I guess, open that chapter. I wanted, to, I wanted to say I wanted to close that chapter, but you can't ever close that chapter in family. But I wanted to open up that chapter because I knew that I was getting sort of ushered, if that makes sense, ushered into a new dimension of adulthood. And ushering in, you know, that open chapter in being able to answer a lot of those questions. And so I remember I went and it was kind of difficult and I had, I had gotten some experience with domestic travel and just like just in terms of just understanding logistics of like getting on a plane and you know checking in and doing things by yourself and whatever and I had like gotten that experience so I was like okay I'm ready to do international things and you know go to Ghana and see family and do things for myself and whatever and it was such an amazing experience and I'm so thankful that I had that wisdom to go ahead and do that and um I got to develop and bond, you know, get deeper bonds with my family members and um, even some friends that I still had from my early years in primary school and family. And I was just so thankful that I was able to do that alone and without, you know, any of the possible influences or, um, you know, sort of a... It, it it's it's a different experience, you know, when you do things by yourself. And it's a different experience when you're with family members, adult family members, and you're a young adult, or, you know, you don't have, like, that sort of a guidance or a protector with you, if that makes sense. Like, my mom wasn't with me, or my older brother, who could possibly have changed my perspective on some things, and, you know, whatever. And I, and I made a conscious effort. I was in therapy at the time, and I had been uh, with my therapist, and he was like, make sure that you're writing a lot in your journals, and reflecting, and all of that. And so, that was really powerful for me. And having my journal there and writing and being just so reflective and it's funny because my family's most of my family in Ghana is more on my maternal side and it's mostly all women you know I think I have one uncle um that's in Ghana that's really close and I, you know every in Africa we have aunties and uncles and things like that so I'm not going to discredit all of those associations but bloodline maternal I have like one main uncle in Ghana and then there's a few that are back in the states and so getting that maternal sort of experience was really important to me and leaving i had i had gotten so many validations and so many things from my family and so many things lessons that i had learned that i knew had I not done that by myself or had I maybe done it at a later time, I would it would have been a different experience. And I'm really thankful for that. I, I can't like go into detail because a lot of these things are so personal and hopefully one day I'm able to sort of begin to share those things. But uh, I think for me, getting a lot of those answered questions about my mom and father's relationship and my father growing up and his side of the family that I didn't get to know as well. Um, and my mother, my maternal side and, you know, all my aunts and my uncles and why they are the way that they are and, you know, where I come from. I think these are all really important lessons that I needed to learn as a young 20 year old. And 
once that happened, I came back so different that um, I had a new sense of my foundation. I had a new sense of grounding, and I was really thankful for that. And so after that, you know, I think that was, yeah, back in 2015. And I felt like, you know what? I could do anything now, right? I had this new confidence. I had this new understanding of who I was, who I was becoming. I had this new confidence of who, you know, where I come from and who I come from. And because of that, there was like, there's this, there's this budding confidence that had been in me that I didn't even know that I needed. And I think those are the, those are the best moments, the ones that you don't realize you exactly need until you really get to that point and get to that moment. And so after that had happened, I felt like, you know, I can do anything. (laughs) You know, I have no limitations, all of those things. And, um, started to get a more rooted belief in my family and my uh, spirituality and things like that. And so I remember that year I was looking for summer internships. I think I was a sophomore in college. I was looking for summer internships. And I just remember I was like, I want to do something abroad. I just need to go because I couldn't. I wasn't sure I I could study abroad for a semester in school because I was like really active on campus. I had like multiple jobs. I had um, internships. I was a resident assistant. So I had to, I was in the dorms and getting free room and board. And so I didn't want to lose that if I went abroad for a semester. So I was like, I'll do something in the summer. And um, I was, for some reason, I was attracted to Asia. And I think I originally wanted to go to Turkey. And, um, my scholarship advisor was like, Hey, you should consider this because of your previous experience. I had been doing a lot of like internships that were related to Asia. So it made more sense for me to get scholarships that would be better qualified for that. So I applied for things in mostly Southeast Asia and just sort of waited. And I got back that I got this internship or volunteer position, um, in Thailand. And I was like, Thailand. Okay, cool. You know, like I, I got all the money. I don't have to pay for anything. You know, I have extra money. This is great. Whatever. Book my ticket to Bangkok. Awesome. So I ended up teaching English to rural community in Thailand, uh, for almost two months. And then I took like an extra month, um, of traveling before and after so that I could sort of explore things and, whatever. And funny enough, that trip was not supposed to be solo anything. Um, I knew there was another student who, another college student who was also doing that same program. And she was like, Hey, I'm going to be traveling before if you want to come. And I was like, okay, sure. We'd Skyped about it, talked about it, all those things. And then like literally I had bought the ticket early and literally the next day she's like, Hey, things are going to change. Um, we're not going to this city anymore. We're going to this city. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like, and it just seemed like too much. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to explore Bangkok by myself. And then I'll meet you after the program or when we're teaching. Cause we were even teaching in such different areas as well. So it was like, we weren't really going to be, you know, walking to each other's houses or anything like that after school, after work. And so I went to Bangkok by myself and I remember I was like, oh my God, like I had read up all these things on Thailand and read up all these things. And I was like, is this going to happen to me? Is what is this what's going to be like? Am I going to be alone? You know, all those things. And I think it was that was probably one of the greatest experiences that I had. Um, I got there and I got a hostel and absolutely loved it and met people there, traveled with people there throughout the country. And then I had to come back to start my job as a teacher, English teacher and meet my host family, which that came with so many other um, challenges of, you know, 
speaking with a host family that didn't speak English and um, I didn't speak any Thai. I had, I had a Thai English book, but I really didn't, you know, have much competency in Thai. There weren't really any Thai classes in uni and university and vice versa. So that came with so many other cultural challenges, um, which we overcame together, my host family, especially my host mother and I, because she had so many conflicting feelings about um, not being able to speak English. And I had conflicting feelings about not being able to speak Thai. And, you know, I had two host brothers and a father. And so there are a lot of different things, but I... I reveled in it because I really enjoyed being challenged and even when times when that wasn't like that all the time, I liked being put outside of my comfort zone, which I think so many people need to do more of because the minute that you start to become uncomfortable, that's where the growth happens, that's where the change happens, that's where, you know, all those things start to happen where you really start to uh, develop yourself as a person, as, you know, a just a better person in general. And so once that had started happening, I was just like in love with that process. And again, I think this is up to each person, but I think that the reason why a lot of people like to solo travel or travel in general is that it puts you outside of your comfort zone and you're sort of reduced to um, a very um, basic version of yourself that like doesn't understand language, culture, um, different sort of nuances within a certain society. And you're sort of reduced to like a six-year-old version of yourself who's just looking at things at new for new at the first time. And you're looking at things without any understanding or without any culture context and you're trying to understand things step by step and that is why I think a lot of people sometimes might be start to get addicted to travel because you are put every time you step off that plane you're put in a place where you have to take things step by step step by step and that comes with the language or even if you're as familiar with the language it's still different um and the different nuances and how to respect others how other people receive respect and different things that people value and you know all these different concepts that are completely different because you're now in a new society and once I had that experience um I was just like I think I was changed for like forever really um such a life-changing experience and after I was done teaching and I had a great time there and at that time I I, you know I can talk about this later but I thought I was going to go into like international education and education and poverty alleviation and so I was like really interested invested in that and so after all of that had happened um I backpacked through Myanmar slash Burma had an amazing experience there um you know had very little access to wi-fi and things like that it was a great experience though uh went to Cambodia after reunited with some of the teacher friends and we went through Cambodia together and then I came home and I think I came home like in August or September and I was just in August I think and um I was still very much like trying to unpack like everything that had not only my suitcase but I had to unpack all these different things that I was feeling and all these different things that I had learned and sort of adjusting back into you know my culture and adjusting back into different ways and things like that and after that I just found myself constantly traveling and finding ways to make it work whether it was within 
a uni setting where I was doing things for my university or just finding ways to just book trips and make things work. But I think that's how it sort of first began. Um, I'll sort of go through the timeline. So after that Southeast Asia trip, I think that winter, yeah, I think that winter I went to India. I was doing research um, in microfinance, microinsurance. I did research in India, South India, um, for I think almost a month. And then I went to South Africa, and then I went to Cuba, Cuba, uh, I went to Cuba, and then, um, I went back to Thailand, um, this was this year, actually, I went back to Thailand, back to Sri, I went to Sri Lanka, I went to Malaysia, um, I know I'm missing a few, that's why I'm like, this is what happens when you're just like, where did I go, how did this happen, you know, whatever, um, yeah, and then most recently, I went to Rome, Italy, and, and I went throughout Italy, and then now I'm in Germany, and then I have, like, a stopover in Portugal, and so I'm doing that, um, but just to sort of answer a few questions, because I get these questions all the time, and I want to make sure that I'm not just glossing over how did this things happen or um, making things work and, you know, whatever. So a lot of questions that I get is one, like, how, you know, do you just book flights? Do you do it through a travel agency? Um, do you go with other people? How does that work? Um, typically, um, I, I think this might change when I start working full time as well. So I, I can't really give like a full thought out answer about this. But uh, typically, when I was in university, I was always trying to study abroad or find opportunities that would give me um, that exposure to because I was also really interested in international development, global development, if people are familiar with that field, international affairs, and I wanted to still um, get that experience. And still find some relevance in that. And so that's how the India thing happened. And, um, you know, I was able to make other things happen through that, but, um, I had won a fellowship and that was paid for. And I was like, Hey, like, let me just go and, you know, go through this experience and do it. And so things like that were, um, how I was able to sort of make it work in Thailand and Southeast Asia and just making things happen. Um, and so once, all of that had gotten started. I had felt, I think once I did that big trip, I felt really comfortable in doing, you know, more things and continuing with solo traveling and making things work. And I think that's, it's sort of like a bug people say, like, once you get a bug, you just keep going and you just have to keep like, you know, once you explore one part of the world, you just can't stop. And it's funny because I never thought that I would be that person who was traveling like once or twice a year. Like I was like, oh, like, you know, I'll like travel, but it's so expensive or whatever and like somehow some way I have found ways to literally make it into my life where I've been traveling at least once or twice a year um to a different country which I'm really really grateful and thankful for um and so there's that how do I sort of make it happen I think that once you start working um it's sort of up to like your paid time off or there are people that do full-time travel um that just make it their lifestyle for me I'm not as interested in that traveling is very exhausting anyone who's done it for the long term even if it's been three months or six months or a year it, it does get exhausting and so you have to find ways to um recoup or ways to scale it back or you know things like that but um I just knew that I couldn't do full-time travel because one I still 
I still have this passion that I feel like I'm I'm hoping to serve where I want to make an impact wherever I go and whatever I do and um I don't know if that would be exactly the way that I would do it, you know? Um, you know, and I can talk more about this a little bit later, but leaving a positive difference is really important to me and the work that I hope to be doing in the future, in the near future, is being able to spread positive messages and interact with people that are like me or not like me and uh, share my experiences to serve as inspiration and motivation and also work with um, different communities in that aspect. And so full-time travel probably wouldn't give me that flexibility and um, it's not exactly something that I'm interested in right now. So that's just something that I know um, from a lot of talks with myself and God and things like that. And so there's that. There are full-time travelers that do it. Go ahead. That's fun. But for me, I don't think right now it's what I'm interested in. Um, I think that traveling by yourself gives you a lot of confidence, a lot of you get a new sort of acumen, you get a new skill um, to add into your toolbox, which is great. Um, you just develop a new sense of freedom um, to think for yourself, uh, an emancipation from yourself if, or from your former self, if I may say it, um, where you just feel like you are breaking out of your shell and you're really able to develop into a newer person. I'm not going to say this is the same for everyone. I don't know if solo traveling is for everyone. Um, I am an extrovert, but I'm also an introvert where if I spend too much energy interacting with other people, I get tired easily or I need to like retreat for a day <laughs> or a few hours or, you know, recruit before um, going back out and putting myself out there. So that's just something that I know from previous experiences. So in that part, I'm an intro extrovert. Uh, for the most part, I think I'm an extrovert, but those are this, the moments that I'm like, oh my God, that conversation was so exhausting. I need to just like pull back a little bit. And so there's that. It may not be for everyone, but you never know until you try. Um, what other questions? Um, does it get scary? Um, uh, <laughs> trusting your gut. How does that work? I'll also talk about money and things later. Um, trusting your gut. Does it get scary? Things like that. Of course. I mean, life is scary in general. Like things happen throughout life and you're going to be in situations in life where you may have never imagined or you're going to be in situations in life where you are, um where you are considering, like, okay, is this the right thing to do? Should I trust what my gut is telling me? Whatever. And I think that traveling, my gut instinct has sharpened to the T, um, where there's been so many moments where my gut has been like, this, something's weird, something's weird, or like, oh, or like, or even if it's a positive gut instinct, like, oh, I feel like this is going to be a good person, or I feel like this is going to be a good idea, or this is probably a really good restaurant you should try or something usually always been right other times when I've been like yep this is shady as hell like this is so shady what are you doing or like I don't have a good feeling about it I just listened to it and I was always right and I remember there was one time where my gut was like Shade, this is kind of weird and I didn't listen I was like oh let me just see how it goes you know whatever and I ended up getting um 
not scam scammed I guess that's the word not I didn't get robbed or anything but I definitely got scammed and um that stuff happens right I mean it wasn't like a huge amount of money so I wasn't like oh you know so disappointed or whatever but um definitely your gut instinct and your heightened sense of self and things like that it magnifies completely because you have to trust that when you are by yourself when you aren't comfortable in that environment and when you aren't um with you know other people that are familiar with so you just have to rely on yourself and trust I, I don't know if it's just a woman thing but I think men have it too but you definitely have a gut instinct and a lot of times we tend to ignore it a lot of times we tend to ignore the red flags we tend to ignore the situations that um our body our body is physically telling us something or our mind or you know like I said that it's literally a gut feeling in your stomach and we tend to ignore it and it's so important to tune in and listen to that whenever we can. And so that is something that I definitely uh, learned to sharpen and listen to, you know, throughout that time. So that's really important. Uh, another question I get is about money. Like, how do you get this money to travel? Oh, my God, what are you doing? You know, are you secretly rich? What's going on? Whatever. I'm not rich at all. Um, yeah, growing up, I definitely wasn't rich. And, you know, now I'm still not rich. So that's just something I want to put out there. Travel can definitely be affordable. It just depends on how you do it and where you are and things like that. Um, I so yeah, all the trips that I took when I was in university, I'm still in university, but um, I took when I was in university, I um, had scholarships and funding for. So like Thailand, that first Southeast Asia trip, I got a lot of funding for. So I never paid for anything or whatever. Um, when I went to India, I got a fellowship. I had to do research and get these other qualifications. But that one I did not pay for either. So I was lucky. I, I, I recognize how blessed I am to be able to find those things. And I had made that obvious to my financial aid advisors and study abroad. And I was like, I cannot afford this, but I really want to make this happen. And so I'm going to do it, you know. Um, and so that was really important to me. So doing that. Next, with the other trips, those were either from, like, family or um, myself. And so, like, South Africa, I had an uncle and aunt and family there that they were like, hey, like, if you want to come, we'll definitely bring you. So I went to Johannesburg, South Africa, for, I think, like, two and a half weeks. Had an amazing experience. Did that. Um, Cuba, I went with my best friend, and that was for, like, my 22nd birthday. I was, like, we were, like, do we? Because everyone was going to, like, spring break college or, like, Miami or, like, Cancun or whatever. And we were, like, we want to go somewhere, but we just don't know. And we, you know how these trips always start. Like, it's, like, always, like, five people, six people. And then all of a sudden, like, it gets three to you know whatever and so we had all these people and so many people were just dropping or I can't make it or I don't have my passport or you know whatever and so we ended up going to Havana um for like a week and had such an amazing experience just her and I um and I wanted to go to Cuba myself but I there's some destinations that are just more fun when you have other people and so I went to go and visit her and had such a great experience there and really loved it um, 
And we got to do that, and that was such a great experience. I'm so glad that we did, because we were just like, you know, for Americans, we were like, oh, just in case something changes, or we can't go anymore, <laughs> let's just go and do it. And so we went to Cuba, had an amazing time, most friendly people, the culture, um, the people, the music, like art, everything was just amazing. I definitely want to make another trip there, maybe next year, in two years or something, but Cuba is just beautiful and amazing, and it, you need to take a lot of those misconceptions out and um any prejudgments that you may have because uh that country is very very special and so did cuba and then southeast asia again because i just love southeast asia right um i went to i did a three country trip i did thailand sri lanka and malaysia that was also solo i was meeting some like old friends from thailand because i made a few friends there for my last time that i went and i had a friend that lived in colombo in sri lanka and so she was like, hey, I'll host you and my fam- you with my family and everything like that and get that local feel. And so we got to do that. And that one, I just worked like three jobs over one summer. And I was like, I need to pay for this trip. And like, I need to, you know, I just needed a break because I had been working, you know, full time extra jobs and being a student for like two years straight. And I was really burning out. And this is not to say that you need to take a trip to quote-unquote self-care or you need to take a trip to um that you need to take a trip to relax or you know whatever I I really don't I I feel like we've kind of pushed this like narrative I guess you would say where it's like self-care equates to face mask and you know booking trips to exotic places and buying expensive things self-care is writing in your journal self-care is meditating for 15 minutes self-care is not answering the phone and turning your phone off for like one day a week or like after 9 p.m and saying I'm not available and so I really want to make sure that I'm not um putting that and even in my last podcast episode about like living your best life or living at your best like it doesn't you know I hate when sometimes people just travel and then post it on social media like living my best life like you can do all of those things without traveling you know like if you feel like you need to travel to do that you know that's to each his own I personally don't feel like I need to but um that's just something that a trend that I've noticed that I wanted to comment on but yeah so I went to Southeast Asia again had a phenomenal experience again and was like floored and so happy um and that was again one of those moments where I was like I really needed time to myself and I guess my friends called it eat pray love but um it was just I needed time to myself and There was a lot of transitions happening in my life at that time. I was going through a lot of personal things. I was going through a lot of family issues, um, a lot of life transitions. And I was like, I just really need to take time out and not be here right now and just sort of have that time to myself because a lot of people were depending on me. And when you have that all throughout your life, it gets really, really laboring. And so after that, came back recharged slightly new person, all of those things. And after that, I, you know, came back and I was like, okay, I have a better sense of myself, purpose, all of those things, whatever. And, you know, travel does not always have to be like that, right? Like we can just travel for fun. We can 
go solo travel to Philadelphia, to San Diego, to, you know, Tucson. Like, it doesn't always have to be, um, you know, this, like, huge thing, whatever. Give me a few miles. And so after that, I ended up, I can talk more about how... (laughs) this Europe trip started. I never thought that I would find myself in Europe. Um, I've gone to Europe like on layovers and surprisingly enough, I've never been to Europe and a lot of people might be shocked about that because I've traveled to all these other places. Um, but I booked the ticket to Italy and um, I originally booked it for a week and after that I was like, mm, well, I have family in Germany, so I feel like maybe I should just book a ticket there. And then this Portugal thing happened because there was a stopover by this Portuguese airline when I was coming back from Germany to the U.S. I was like, hey, like, why not? You know, and so that's sort of how that happened. Rome was a beautiful experience. And then I went to uh, Tuscany and I went to Florence and Venice. I had a great time. I definitely will be back in Italy. Hopefully, you know, I'll be married with, like, lots of babies and, you know, whatever. Um, and I think Italy is such a romantic place that, like, you can't, like... I don't know. I feel like there's a certain place you want to share with someone. And I can talk more about that, about um, wanting... Because I think solo traveling is great, but there's definitely... You're going to have those moments where you wish you could share it with someone. At least for me. Again, I'm I'm not going to speak for everyone. And I didn't feel this way for a lot of times until now, later on, and I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm like, hmm, like, I wish I, I, I wish I could share these moments with someone, whether they're right next to me or I could send pictures back and forth. Of course, I send, you know, my friends and family pictures or sometimes I post on social media, but, um, I think of those moments that you want to share with people that, you know, you want to share with that special someone and experience it with someone. And so that's what I think of Italy in that dimension where I'm like, hmm, I really want to share this with some, with someone special. And I think that time will come where I will be able to share those memories with someone special where they're right there with a future partner. And I'm patiently waiting for when that time will come. With that being said, um, a lot of benefits and lessons can be learned from traveling by yourself or being able to be comfortable in your own solitude and knowing how to be alone. And knowing how to be alone, I think that a lot of people still sort of struggle with that. And again, you don't have to travel solo to know how to be alone. Like, But I think it's definitely a lot easier because when you are at home or at work, you're still comfortable. You still are sort of tied to those social networks and you sometimes just need to be able to uh, detach yourself or unwind. So I think about those things as well. Um, and so hopefully this podcast went thoroughly into my experience solo traveling or traveling in general with friends and, um, you know, in, as a young twenties and young 20 year old for any of my fellow women who are listening to this, who are in their younger 20s or in their 20s in general and are wondering whether or not they should do it or considering whether they should go with a big group or whatever. I mean, if you can make it happen, I think you should just go ahead and do it for yourself and you'll be surprised at the things that you learn. You surely grow in so many different ways and you'll become a more savvy person, more reliable person, 
and much more in tune and grounded person, hopefully. And so with that being said, I hope that you consider if you are looking for that any impetus or that 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 sign from the universe telling you to book that flight, please go ahead and do it. Um, or if you're slowly putting away, you know, forty dollars a week or, you know, make it a hundred dollars a month and booking for a small trip or a big trip, you can definitely do it. You just have to believe it, put the money aside, set a plan away and make it happen because it definitely can. And there, even now that I'm like, wow, I spent so much money, you know, (laughs) traveling or whatever. Um, I never have regretted anything. And I saw a quote on Twitter the other day that said that, um, money comes back, but time doesn't. Looking back at all of my years, I have not regretted one trip, one experience, because I've met such beautiful, amazing people along the way, and I've learned such hard lessons and um, really good lessons that have stuck with me. Thank you again for listening to yet another episode, and remember, it's your life. I'll see you here again next time. Bye.